Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? And this is episode 31. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, man. Things have been pretty good. Rolling smoothly through the days. Can't get too upset. Yeah. Hope everyone else has been good. I'm going to try yeah. to keep this one upbeat. Hope everybody's um, staying safe and staying healthy. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, I know out here the uh, they passed the mask ordinance, so uh, I hope mm-hmm. everyone has been keeping your face properly covered. Don't want to see anybody uh, unduly treated just because uh, they chose to walk outside with a little yeah. disregard if you've ever wanted to be a superhero now is the time you know i know it was funny because i saw something on kind of i it was a little twitter discourse between trinidad james and and uh killer mike because mm-hmm. uh, i guess in georgia they repealed the uh well in georgia in particular they had a uh a ban on masks to stop the kkk from wearing masks and so it was kind of dubbed the kkk mask law and so they were repealing that so that everybody could wear a mask in public because the way the law was worded was it was just a general mask law it wasn't yeah. targeting them and so the headline was super clickbaity it was like georgia repeals kkk mask law and Trinidad james is tripping and, and he's like tweeting at killer white and killer white's like chill 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 <laughs> They had to. They got you, Yeah, it was they a clickbait title, but um, I just thought that that was funny because, like, yo, wear the masks, bro. Wear yo. the masks. Yeah, they get you out here with that clickbait, son. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I don't even know why they had to pass a a, a, a a actual repeal of that law for that because it's like, yo, people are you feel me? wearing like, surgical you, masks. You can't are make you? the exception yeah. in real time, my nigga. You need a law to tell you that you got to make the exception. But clearly the people enforcing the laws are the problem. So. Yeah, you feel me? Clowns. Yeah. So anyways, um, I'll start out with um, what I've been watching. Uh, actually, I saw a stand up recently and I liked it because it ha- I had mixed feelings about it, so that means he did his job. Nice. Who <laughs> it was, was it? Chris D'Elia's uh, uh, stand up. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not... He's funny, but I'm not the biggest Chris. He does goofy fan. voice stuff, mm-hmm. and so it's kind. Of, that kind of is, doesn't really like. I I usually get high pitch voice, but like just the goofy voice <laughs> just doesn't really do it for me. I like to do but that sometimes when I'm clowning people. He's funny. He's genuinely funny. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely. And then he was telling this one joke about Rachel. I'm not going to butcher on this podcast, <laughs> but uh, at the end of it, I was like, oh. I don't know if I feel comfortable watching the rest of it, so I have to now. <laughs> <laughs> because, he, yo, he, he walks the line, and he's a comedian, so I'm going to give him that latitude. Yeah, he's definitely uh, he's definitely one of the, the tamer blue comedians. Wasn't he the one who did the, the blam blamikins? I have no idea. He that was, was mocking um, Eminem. Somebody did that. I thought it was Crystal Lee, <laughs> but... Blam blamikins. <laughs> yo, he, somebody was ruthlessly fucking uh, mocking uh, Eminem's freestyle performance. Uh, it was so on point, too. But anyway, yeah, his uh, Crystal Lee's um, stand-up was very, very entertaining, um, to say the least. So I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix now. Um, yeah, just a lot of nice. white-collar jokes, just goofy shit you know what i mean and and yeah. i and i i could appreciate that you know very yeah, he's light, not bad you know he he was mature but lighthearted, and that that could be appreciated on my end at very least um i like so yeah. his uh previous one that he had on netflix that's that one i saw okay i didn't but, see that one so maybe yeah, i should check that i know one out. he had one um prior to the new one because i haven't seen the new one and this one was a couple years ago 
So, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I, I might give it a shot to Ben Salee one of these days. Bro, get nothing but time in your hands. <laughs> that's why I make these recommendations. They're not but first choices. The thing <laughs> with, um, oh, yeah, it's because my computer is kind of whack right now. Mm. So, I can't really, like, play games on one screen and have the internet on the other sometimes. Oh, so, it'd be, yeah, it'd be like, it's tripping, but... You know, we're going to take care of that. but Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so definitely give that a look if you have some time. But yeah, the rest of my time was uh, pretty much used wrapping up Final Fantasy VII Remake, which nice, was, nice. was quite a time. How was it? Did you finish it? I did. I finished my first playthrough, so I finished normal mode. And, nice. Uh, I started Is there like a, a new game plus or anything like that? So pretty much you... Uh, you have the option of using chapter select and then when you choose a chapter you could choose what difficulty to play it on and you can play the game forward from that point so pretty much if you go into a chapter it might you know some of the chapters have certain things that are available to them like the coliseum or um different areas that might not be accessible during other chapters and Definitely so, got to go bust some heads every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, the Coliseums are very lucrative in this game. Always, always. And so you could play through a chapter to get to, to those points and then finish the chapter to save your progress. Or you can start from chapter one on hard mode and just play through the game on hard mode. Which, so what I'm doing right now is I'm kind of just farming stuff to level up my materia, max out my character. So when I go back and play through in hard mode, I'm a little bit in better standing because there's nice. more restrictions in the hard uh, mode. I think that the items are restricted heavily, which ooh. I was highly abusive of items on this run through. <laughs> highly. <laughs> like exceedingly abusive. But most of my like, item abuse was, in, that was in battle. Real quick. But most of it was in battle. So it's like, I mean, you know. That's where you're supposed to use it. Yeah, because you could... I think what it is 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 the lack of regeneration between battles that makes hard mode very difficult because by the time you get to the boss, you're working on probably scant resources unless you've overpowered all the monsters. In the Damn, dungeon. that is such an old school like uh, it is. Uh, thing. I haven't seen that Absolutely. in a while. In, in Absolutely. RPGs. It's a very old school. And that, and that's what I appreciated probably the most out of this game is a lot of the old, the nods to old school RPG mechanics that yeah. I just I miss. Like... It's a genuine single player RPG. Like, it doesn't have, like, I think that the most intrusive thing that it adopted from other games is random chests. So, the loot that uh, you get from. I don't like, like that. So, most, so some chests are story related, and you'll notice them because the lights on the chest are purple. Okay. And so, those will always, on your playthrough, will always have the weapon that belongs in that chest. But the other random chests that are scattered throughout the world that you'll be encountering, those just have random items and or... Uh, I don't really like that. Gil. I kind of prefer when my all my texts have the, a and chest that's why I said that, the, that is the in most it. intrusive thing that was adopted. Everything else is pretty much... RPG fair. True. Um, true. So yeah. Um I'll probably I'm, I'm, I'll talk about some of the allegories of the story at the end. Um the puzzles were okay. They were very rudimentary. They were mostly just like, you know, pick your way through the environment because the 3D environments were probably the biggest challenge. Nice. Because they're just, you know, they're large and, and, and very well illustrated, so you can get lost just like you could in the real world. Is the camera fixed or is you got the camera angles movement? are kind of butt? Um, oh, okay. But you can you can rotate the camera pretty okay, freely. Okay. You can rotate the camera very freely. Um, the camera angles actually mostly only become a problem during the motorcycle scenes. But okay. yeah, well, I'll get to trashing that later. Um, the side quests 
are pretty much relegated to go here, kill this monster, or <laughs> go here, round up these children, or... <laughs> And kill them like Anakin Skywalker. Bro, only if. Um, but yeah, the, most of the, the quests are pretty rudimentary. They don't require too much. But I guess I guess it's it, that's part of the old school format too. Because that's right, really right. all the quests in most of those other games were. Yeah, you're a um, bounty hunter, essentially. And and, and that's the thing too. Guy. Is that through this, in this game, you they really did a good job of building up Cloud's persona as a merc. As mm-hmm. a mercenary, because a, a mercenary in this world is more of like somebody who just does odd jobs. It's not like you're a hired hired gun. You're also hired to do a lot of other things. Like deliveries. a handyman. Yeah, you're 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 a jack of all trades, and so um, they really play that up in the missions, like the the, the side <laughs> He's a quests. Super with a really big sword. <laughs> yeah, but one thing I did notice too is like there's times in the cutscenes when they're struggling to do things that you've seen them like way outperform <laughs> like there'll be a box in their way blocking their path and they're like yo we gotta go around we're gonna have to go turn on yeah. this switch over here and it's like my g like, i've bro, seen I've you seen jump you from a falling over. object 150 feet straight up uh, fuck out of here you mean this box is inhibiting your progress pick the bitch up throw on your shoulder and jump over that bitch oh but, no man that box looks formidable <laughs> it's very formidable but yeah and so um a lot of the in dungeon uh, kind of like mini game slash quests revolve around get power to this object so that you can move through it. Yeah, get power to this elevator so that the elevator will move. It's a lot of that when you're in the dungeons, which is fine because yeah, really you're bad. in the dungeons for the fighting. Yeah, the yeah. The combat exactly. system is just exactly. so amazing. It's really so well done, and in conjunction with the materia system, and now the weapon system, I saw the attempt. They attempted to make That's it varied so that you could have different builds and stuff. But, like, just some character, like, Tifa just doesn't really work well as a right, melee right. main character. Like, oh. if you're, like, if you're in there doing anything but building your ATB to dip out and then go cast spells, you're probably going to get romped, like, just stomped on because most of her builds have low defense. Mm. And so it, it's hard to keep her in the melee often. Um, <clears throat> but also I'm also not very good at like the action RPG elements. Cause like they have a material called parry, which mm-hmm. gives you a command that allows you to parry, which is very reactive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's difficult for me <laughs> to do. Um, I love standing in ground effects, No, <laughs> but, uh, it gives you buffs, bruh. I wish that's why I love playing Aerith. Cause Aerith puts down buffs <laughs> under herself and just says, stand here. So if I'm standing in the fire, it's like, but this is what my ward is, bro. Like, I gotta stand here. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> it's gonna need to be here and concentrate so yeah like Aerith doesn't work well but like some characters work extremely well like Barrett works amazingly well as a tank as a ranged tank he's very very good um, and he has like a weapon that um, that supplements that very well it has high defense and gives him magic which aids his healing okay, so okay. this allows him to be like an overall triage character which is very effective in this game um, Cloud is just a really great effect, offensive character. Like, there's very little yeah. to complain about. With his that big ass sword, nigga, you better be. <laughs> bro, got one job. The way he wields it is amazing, bro. I love <laughs> the animations. They did a great job of making his animations um, look amazing. Nice. Um, him and Tifa's. Tifa's, I, man, like, I should build Tifa just to be more durable. Like, find a way to like, put my, all my max HP um, up materials on her. 
and just make her more durable because she's really cool to use and like <laughs> she has a very specific function so like her abilities um her her um triangle ability so each character has a unique triangle ability mm-hmm. and that uh and hers has the effect of when she's under unbridled strength which is one of her abilities it'll increase the stagger damage amount greatly and so once you stagger an enemy it's always good to switch to tifa and get a couple quick um attacks in um from her triangle and set her up to use her atb because she'll just dump and raise the stagger damage and you switch back to squat um to to cloud actually one of the tactics that i've used which i'm just kind of nerding out on it right now <laughs> but um good. one of the tactics i use is he has a very long charge of like wind up like he takes a sword just like it just starts spinning yeah chopping bomba clock <laughs> and so chop him yeah and but it has a huge wind up timer so i'll have him set to do that and then i'll switch to her and very rapidly straight head head gone you know <laughs> bro so it so and i only go off on that to say there's tons you could do in this combat system and nice it sounds pretty versatile you got to think of your party more of a of a gestalt um that term is like uh means when many pieces come together to work in concert and it's like voltron like <laughs> the end like each of your characters are like an independent piece of voltron but you have to use them in tandem you know what I mean? And so yeah, there's no iron team, Curry. Yeah. Everybody's got to pull their weight. Bro, it, so it's not like you're going to be one character and just keep on hacking away and using that. No, you have to switch between them to create an effective team combat situation. It's really well done. Like their execution, I, I have a I have a very strong feeling that they spent a long time in development making this part in particular <laughs> work. Because like you could tell like the way it all comes together very naturally greatly done but um yeah combat system is definitely one of the shining marks on this i mean people have been beta testing it in 15 for like a good two to three years at least that's true i'm and and i do have to get into 15 and play it now that it's a complete game um because i'm I'm, from what i understand it, it does lend a lot from that which I enjoyed this, so I could definitely go for a whole game of, of that with yeah, interesting new characters. Yeah, dope. Because I'm a fan of Noctis. I, I, I've seen Noctis in so much supplementary uh, Final <laughs> content. Fantasy content <laughs> that I really should play through 15. That's how I was with Star Wars. I was like, eh, I should eventually watch the main series, I guess. You consumed all the side content? You feel me? But yeah, um, it was going on to the story... There was some interesting additions to the story. Um, I man, and I usually love listening to fan theories, but all of the fan theories on the based on the ending of this game have been so trash. It, it's just, it's weird meta thinking. Like I'm like, I don't even know why they're doing that. Like, it's oh, just so shit. unnecessary because welcome in, to my world, Curry. In this, oh god, I can imagine regular animes. Yeah, that's that, that's how I feel about like One Piece character, One Piece story predictions. I'm just like, for real, guys, are we even reading the same, same shit right thing? now? Like, like what? what's going on? So, um, they, there's the addition of this story, um, mechanic that keeps on popping up, where it's these like hooded, ghostly figures that are called whispers, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be maintaining the course of destiny. And so very intuitive minds have pointed out that at each point when they pop up in the story is at places in the remake where the um, storyline was going to diverge from the original Final Fantasy VII game. 
mm. which was very which which was a very astute um, observation. Observation. Mm. Now, now they're going on to say that this is the physical. Re- that's the in-game representation of the of the designers. Uh, image of the players not wanting the world to change Stop. and how they're and i'm just like why Stop. like why get off the internet. you've been on the internet for too long why like <laughs> that, that that has nothing to do with this what they're clearly to me doing is spoiler alert setting up an alternate universe scenario where this is due to the events of the main final fantasy 7 universe there was somehow a split alternate universe created and in this universe the events are playing out again and it but in this universe for some reason there's these arbiters of destiny the whispers that are guaranteeing that it's going to happen the same way as the first time and so in the course of doing that at the end of the game spoiler 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 alert um sephiroth shows up and he's trying to change the events of what was supposed to happen when you leave the Shinra mansion and the whispers like all coalesce like in a mass the size of all of Midgar city and start to try to block him and prevent him from changing it. But how does he know the events to change them? That's what I'm saying is I think that Sephiroth somehow is, has something to do with this alternate universe. Like this Sephiroth, there's only one Sephiroth and he came from the other universe. Like when Sephiroth died, like they claimed that he died. Because you remember in the game, they claimed Sephiroth died. And that's why he had mm-hmm. he was gone for the whole right. first part of the game. I guess in in, so, in in a universe, he did die. And in this one, he actually did die. And the Sephiroth from the other universe is coming to try to change the events in this one. I don't know. I'm, I'm postulating. But that sounds more feasible than the, than it's some kind of meta ex- expression of how the designers feel about the Yeah, the, no, the that players. doesn't even like, sound like a real theory. It's like, why, guys? But I heard multiple people saying it. And I'm like, okay, guys, really? <laughs> really? Ah, uh, yeah. Stupid is very contagious. Uh, yeah. I was, I mean, based on not really anything, my theory was just like it's part of fucking, it's part of Geneva trying to make shit right. But... I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it, it and because why are these whispers like? What's empowering them to to fight or kind of change things? Like at what point? Spoiler! 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 Barrett dies, and he's not supposed to die at that point. And one of the whispers resurrects him. But at other times, they're impeding the team from doing things that they're trying to accomplish in the game. It's really weird. That is very weird. I wonder yeah. where they're going with that. I, I and I'm so excited for the next one, man. I really am because I, I will give this one a solid nine. And basically, the, my only two major gripes are the 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 mechanics in the motorcycle scenes. <laughs> um, what's and, wrong with the mechanics in the motorcycle? Well, scene? the one at the end of excuse me. The one at the end of the game is particularly bad because the camera angle is at this weird top-down view mm-hmm. and none of the controls... It's not even like inverted controls. Like you have to hold the this, this stick on a diagonal and also you're trying to dodge things, but it's not responsive. So it's not like when you're rolling the stick, your your bike's moving. Yeah. Like it's really poorly like, yeah, that sounds executed. Yeah, as fuck. Um, 
it, and it's really hard to over like it, it, I had to do that part several times to get through it. But um, yeah, and it wasn't because it was particularly difficult. It was because the bike very rarely responded how I was expecting it to. That sucks. Yeah, <laughs> but um, that and then the simplicity of the dungeons, not the the, and I don't know the answer, Sway. I don't got the answers. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, is you got to do something more than just go here, press triangle. Event yeah, happens. It was like too straightforward. Go there, press triangle. Event happens. Walk through the door, get to the other area. You know, intermittently you have fights in there. I don't there. know. I go feel here, like press that's, triangle. that's fairly standard, though. That is standard. But I was hoping that they would do something different because they were so innovative with so many other parts. Like, that, that you know what I mean? Like, yes, they did. They just did the, the standard there. And mm-hmm. they didn't do the standard anywhere else. And okay. that's why it felt kind of out of place. You I know see. what I mean? Well, yeah, Especially with, with that, how though, mundane the, the in-town quests were. But with that, though, if, if, that seems like a, a really difficult um, task to broach, you know what I'm saying? Because if, like, like, you pretty much have to redesign the game in order to add too much too much more Absolutely. depth to it. Absolutely. Well, I was thinking more like, and there were anyway. some, some sections like this where there were mini-games which were pretty gratifying, honestly, even though some of them were difficult and frustrating. They were gratifying in the end where it was like, you know, tap the button in this sequence and, you know, or there was like a, a rhythm dance section for mm-hmm. one of the mini games. Um, and those were fun. And I thought that those kind of mechanics would have been fun to engage in in the dungeons. Right. You know what I mean? Even though I can imagine that that would have been a lot of like data to do you put want into your the game, game now or do you want your game next year yeah <laughs> because like because like some of the things like okay spoiler 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 alert in the last dungeon red 13 kind of joins as like a, a support character mm-hmm. and pretty much his his contribution is is that you go to a spot and it's a spot where only he can traverse. And you press triangle, and then he runs across and presses the switch for you. I'm just like, can I have done something there? Like, can it be like a game where I have to like jump between these two things and it corresponds to like a button? And so like, yeah, just some like it was just really mundane. Like it, I, I felt like I could have been engaged more at certain parts of the game. Um, I can understand why it wasn't because even as it stands, the load times were kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like the low times were serious business um but yeah during the dungeons i would have appreciated a little bit more engagement but yeah it did you know it had all of your typical oh there was no sit in this game well it's a little too early isn't it oh okay that's right yeah he comes later in the game cause yeah i was like wait a second you, you gotta there was go no sit. to you gotta go i don't remember where but you gotta go someplace and then you get introduced yeah to him and then, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't know. wait for that because i like yeah, sid's yeah. storyline there's yeah, so many, lot. there's so many iconic things yeah. that are going to be awesome what to see come fucking up. Fucking Vincent, come on, son, come on. Oh son. man! On, and as much as they've been adding, on, um, I would, lo- I love, I can't wait to see what they um add for Vincent's backstory. Hopefully, yeah. they give a little bit more Fuck with like Lucretia and I Hosha. can't wait to see his transformations and how oh, they're going to incorporate they're that into fucking battle. I hope battle. they're good because they're limit breaks and limit breaks actually are relatively well. No, they're about as 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 common as you can imagine in in the other games which means that they're pretty rare mm-hmm. um it, it, uh, as far as it goes in final fantasy 7 so you might get one or two a boss battle um and in between you'll you won't be seeing limit breaks 
I would at least hope that they could like uh, at least ad- ad- adapt it since it's part of his character. You know, you have the um back then it was probably they all have his unique abilities. Break. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it could be part of his unique ability. Back then it was probably most likely to limit the fucking uh storage or data or the or just the processing. It, it was, of absolutely it was probably a technical a issue all the time. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine, yeah, just make like you said, make that shit as triangle. You fucking you big different monsters awesome. and or, have a legitimate. Or limit even break. give him a unique materia, because like Aerith has a unique materia that gives that when it gives her a unique limit burst. Interesting. Yeah, and so that limit burst changes her ATB gauge to have three stacks instead of two, and you can give her a um, that's pretty lit an amulet that'll automatic after you use that limit break, it automatically fills. Then you can just give her a generally limit break centric build with her other materia, bro. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's like when if you're using her as a black mage, it's actually a really like it's super bursty. Like it's rare, but when you get that in the boss fight, <laughs> yo, you will demolish him if you hit him with his resistances. It's like that Pompyro. Yeah, oh, so nasty. But um, yeah, there's just there's so many good aspects, and there was only four characters. There's only four characters, and That's and good. they did a great Why job you, fleshing you them out. Focus. I never, yeah, I never felt like, man, I wish I had another. No, there was times when I wanted my other party characters in there. Like, the optimal party is cleanly Barrett, Aerith, and and Cloud. <laughs> cleanly the the optimal party, and so the times when you're forced to have Tifa and not Aerith, you're just like, oh, savage. Tifa. I love you, Tifa, but no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see how you feel like that in this too, my nigga. We'll see. I think, and, and I'm sure that. <laughs> oh yeah, because now with these whispers, they're probably gonna save that bitch. God damn it. Who Aerith? Yeah. Well, it's weird because Aerith, towards the end, she she's been just super cryptic, and I don't know for what. Um, because they're they're very much, and I I love how much of the story I was able to get from the cinematic and dialogue. Um, interchanges that I didn't get in the original game and mostly not because it wasn't there but because it was just text and the cinematics yeah, were and so yeah oh and there was a scene where Kate Sith's little kitty uh, robot was someplace and I was like oh shit that was out of no place and I was like man it, I, it definitely I set up a lot the mechanics of that fucking thing no, why there's a cat that has to control a robot? Yeah, I was like, nigga, which one of you is which one? Which one am I talking to? Who do I look at? Do I look at the robot or do I look at the cat? Does it matter? Like, what's <laughs> are you, are you a real cat? Or are you a person operating? What the? Fuck well, and it's about? funny because in the Advent Children universe, he rides Red Thirteen. He gets because <laughs> you. I think that in the game, the the, the Moogle, Mega Moogle gets blown up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it, it's interesting. All of the cameos, the changes. I'm looking forward to see where they're going with it because I yeah, have no idea. That's an interesting twist they got going on. And um, the addition of Sephiroth this early. So it's interesting because a lot of times Cloud is going through kind of issues. Like he's mm-hmm. having trauma mm-hmm. issues. And he keeps on seeing the um, the Mako soldiers as sephiroth every time he sees one and so in the beginning of the game it keeps throwing you off because you think it's sephiroth and it's like oh shit but it, it's he's encountering these <laughs> mako soldiers and he's seeing them as sephiroth and you're see, and you're kind of getting the hints of that and they just did such a great job of portraying the the mental distress that he's going through throughout this whole time 
Like they did such a like I I can't I keep saying that over and over because I'm genuinely that impressed. Like I would I, even the parts that I disliked do not deter me whatsoever from enjoying the game. Nice. Yeah, and and there was a solid 15 hours of cutscenes. You know what I mean? So they gave you tons of visual pleasure, tons of playing. You know what I mean? Like it was a well balanced game for being only the first third of a story. Um, I can't. Yeah, like there was a couple of slip ups, definitely a nine. And that's higher than I would give any game. That's definitely contender (laughs) of my favorite game of all time. Um, Because I don't give a lot of games nines, period. And um, yeah, this one is just such a quality uh, catch definitely say if you can if you're on the ps4 or i believe is it on pc i have no idea but my computer could definitely would not be able to run that yeah no no but just in for people who are interested in playing it, i don't look think at whatever it's on pc is. though i don't think so i yeah, think i looked it yet. up and i didn't think i think at were. some point in the future it'll come out because um, i think 15 is on pc right yes yes yeah 15, i can imagine remake. on steam yeah um, remake will be there probably in two three years yeah, um, like once, like game of the year edition and shit. Yeah, so um, because they have a digital download edition, so putting it on Steam ain't shit for them. Yeah, it's a matter yeah, of just giving yeah. them the, the license. They, they exactly, they probably have some sort of exclusivity contract with fucking Sony. Yeah, and so um, I'm gonna wrap up on my discussion of Final Fantasy VII remake, just talking about some of the um allegories in the story, because it's set up around uh. Well, they're they're referred to as eco terrorists, um, the group Avalanche, and they are uh, in opposition to the Shinra Electric Corp- uh, uh, Corporation. Now, this company has uh, harnessed Mako energy, which is an allegory for oil. It draws out the 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 Mako energy from the from the earth in the same way in in uh, as you would extract oil. Um, reactors slash refineries yeah and uh the the oil mako uh analogy is is very salient because oil is the is the remnants of the ancient biological mass that died hundreds of thousands of years ago millions Mm -hmm. of years ago on you know that has a sedimentary layer on top of it you know it decomposes putrefies and becomes oil over centuries and centuries and centuries i'm not even sure i don't think that anyone genuinely knows how long it takes for biological mass under pressure to become um liquefied into oil but that's that's the process it's a geological process over long periods of time Mm -hmm. and it's the same as mako energy mako energy is is the remnant life energy of 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 the life that's on the earth that's condensed that they're extracting so they they made no no uh no like um boundary between that illusion you know that they, they, they very much wanted to have that allegory be very strong and then the greed of the corporation um it, there's a lot of social commentary in that you know what i mean mm-hmm. and the idea that they label the people who are fighting on behalf of the planet as terrorists like that's the that's the crazy juxtaposition that that we see even today in real life and this was you know, this has been going on since the 70s, I'm sure, in, in the Japanese zeitgeist of how corporations are sucking out this vital resource from the earth that's not replenishable. It's another thing about 
Mako is that it's it's a conduit for the life stream, which is not a replenishable resource. It's the, it's the very essence of people in this game, which is analogous to how important it is to our society. It's the lifeblood of our society. It's it's the life stream that runs through. You know, it's the undercurrent. You know, oil is the energy that comes from it. The byproducts of plastic, petrochemical fertilizers all come from oil. You know, like the very life stream of our society comes from this substance and its abuse and how much it hurts. And the people who fight on behalf of maintaining that as a natural resource are considered terrorists. Mm-hmm. Like that allegory is so salient. Like, and, th- and, and it's funny because it was written, you know, this game, this is this storyline comes from the game. This is part of the original storyline mm-hmm. from way back when. And so, <clears throat> you know, that's another great part about this game is that it has social commentary in it at the same time as being wholly fantastical. You know what I mean? Like being able to make all the characters so over, you know, so overtly over the top that you can you can engage them as the fictitious characters that they are, you know what I mean? They're not yeah. so close to home, you know what I mean? It's a it's it's a fantastic work. The 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 voice acting is also very well done. You know what I mean? I I I finally actually connected to, to Cloud's character for once. <laughs> like outside of being the dude who wields the fucking sword that everyone envies, there wasn't much to the connection to Cloud in the original game for me at least. I was too young to really understand yeah, a lot of what was going on. Like I didn't even realize that he he was going through mental issues until way later. It must have been ten years after I played the game that I realized, oh shit, this dude is having a major identity crisis. You know what I mean? And that was after someone talked about it uh, when they were talking about the uh, Zach and the introduction of him as a character, however right. long ago. You know, it was interesting, but um, yeah, you can get a much stronger feel for that in this game. Cloud's um. 3D model, his character in the cinema, in the cinema, um, the CGI just looks stunning. Tifa looks amazing. Aerith looks awesome. Like they just did such a great job. Barrett doesn't look hokey and cheesy like he could have been. <laughs> Even the dialogue, like the vernacular of the dialogue, was really well done. Um, yeah, yeah. Just you know, bear in mind you're gonna have some long stretches of pretty mundane tasks and when you're doing quests and in dungeons don't expect the uh the puzzles to get too deep but other than that you know you can skip all of the motorcycle sequences in in hard mode so that's a plus (laughs) and yeah you know definitely take your time out this is this is a great time killer great time killer if you've got like a couple hours a day just to sink yourself into a cool story do it it'll be well worth the payoff in the end and it'll set you up if you enjoy it for another game when it comes out in the next couple of years so yeah all righty let's wrap that up that was uh that was fun i really enjoyed that so much man that's what's up yeah so um the rest of the news is pretty trash so let's try not to get too depressed with that <laughs> all righty actually i want to start out i want to start out with 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 some good news um the University of Ohio State and University of North Carolina are both entering um, Rhapsody's album Eve into their music uh, their music appreciation classes, nice, um, nice. which is, I believe, one of the entry level courses into getting uh, getting a music uh, arts uh, associate of arts in music. 
And so Sounds that's awesome. Right. Yeah. I think that's really a quality, a quality thing, you know, bringing the contemporary into the education, strong black female, a female that I think, or a woman, a person, let me not even just emphasize the gender so strongly, just a person who I think could be a real um, great example to, to young artists on how to not sell out your your brand you know what i mean whatever right. your brand is you know what i mean because she's not she's not like super critical of who people choose to represent themselves as it's just whether they're authentic when they do it and that's what i love so much Very about important. her is that yeah. that's not a facade that calm power that that uh that sage demeanor that she carries about her <laughs> that's not an act that's her authentically presenting her. If she wanted to put on an act, she'd be doing, she'd be running around like a lot of other people, but she's not. She's just being who she is, and it's exemplified in her rap. It's exemplified in her discourse and interviews. And so I'm really happy to see that they are going to institutionalize her music in the education. And I don't know how big those programs are in those two, uh, those two state universities, but kudos to them for taking that on. Like that's a solid program. And I hope that it, it positively influences a lot of young people who, who attend them. That's what's up. Shout out to Rhapsody. Yeah, man. Love that woman. Um, all right. So let's start out with how New York times is, um, covering up the sexual assault pretty much. Like they put out a tweet that was just indicative of 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 how this is going to be covered. They said, upon investigation, we found no credible accusations of sexual assault other than a few allegations of unwanted <laughs> touching, hugging, and kissing of women in his presence. I feel like that's the definition the, the, of sex. Like, okay, so that's exactly how we're doing That's what we're doing now. <laughs> so you, either A, you don't understand what sexual assault is, or B, you're gaslighting us in an attempt to, to, to play your hand. Like, listen, we aren't going to... Because when Donald Trump says, I'm going to grab him by the pussy, it's a big uproar, rightfully so. But when people actually have experiences that they are willing to go on the papers, because Tara Reid told people, and yes, she was slow in coming out with her whole story, but in the air of what she was doing, I would be very scared. In that time between then and now, we've had uh, Anita Hill be attacked for coming out against um, uh, her, her attacker. We've had Monica Lewinsky have pretty much her political career demolished for coming out against her attacker. So it's it's understandable that she didn't come out immediately. So for the news media to say that it's no longer credible to 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 investigate what her claims, which are corroborated by a lot of people, that's pretty much it says everything that you need to know about the New York Times. Like that's not an impartial fucking um uh outlet like you really can't trust and that, and that, and I say that only to say that there's so much misinformation that comes out of these places it sucks mm -hmm. because it hurts it hurts the the people who need them like voters need to know this but they don't want them to know this because in their minds that's going to help Donald Trump and it's like but 
what about and i know this is me and my ideological spiel going out but what about the justice for the woman who was sexually assaulted i mean like come on it, donald <laughs> trump is already president so now we're gonna just keep on going and, and letting more people with very credible sexual like we gotta stop at some point you know what i mean like it, it, it doesn't stand to reason for me that we're going to choose another person with a, many of the same issues, i.e. corruption in Ukraine scandal touches Biden, such as sexual assault allegations touch Biden, such as being a complete and utter liar when it comes to his record. Like, C3. you know what's funny? You know what's funny? We always talk about how, yo, whenever Donald Trump says something, there's there's got at least three recordings of him saying the opposite. <laughs> going, you don't even have to go far back. Biden, the same thing. And 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 his adopting of these new stances that he's lying about doesn't come with a coming to Jesus moment. It's not like he stopped and said, "Oh shit." I've been doing this all wrong. Let me tell the people, like, listen, I'm reversing course wholeheartedly on my previous stance. That's not what he's doing. He's saying, I'm going to, I'm, I believe that everyone should have Medicare for all. And that's where it ends. It doesn't, it doesn't come with, you know, that's something for me to say. I get to say baseless uh, opinions on the air. You, as a presidential candidate, have to back that up now with you know, legislative proposals, maybe, <laughs> or like, you know, policy proposals, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, you can't just say shit like that. It's empty when you do that. And so there's too many commonalities between Trump and Biden for me to say that Trump's ineptitude is going to kill me faster than Biden's ineptitude. And I am woefully as scared of Biden's handlers as I am of Trump's handlers. I believe they're both equally as bad for this country. And that's why they... See, uh, you're looking at it backwards again. Oh, shit. They've chosen a clone of Trump. They don't want someone different from him. No, They've right, seen right. Trump win. So they're like, yo, get us someone who's our version of Trump who can just sign shit. And so you're absolutely 1,000% right. 1,000% right. And I totally agree with that assessment of, of the situation. My um, who I'm trying to engage with are other liberals slash progressive minded people who are ardent that we need to back Biden to get Trump out. <laughs> and I want to engage them because I feel like a significant portion of this country is lost to common sense, to not even the common sense, to rational thought. And if we alienate everyone, including the progressive such liberal minded people who get behind Biden, then they're really it, it, I really will be on an island onto myself. And I'm not interested in that. Like, I want to be part of society. And so hopefully, you know, this is the segment that is going to be a broad enough coalition to, you know, create consensus. And, and so I try to engage with them. But their, their argument that well, Trump is causing people to die through his ineptitude is is empty with me because I believe that if Joe Biden was the president, he will wholeheartedly give 
our lives over to the corporations to to try to to fix this problem and i don't know if anyone's been watching for the past 40 years but the corporations don't give a fuck about us <laughs> the corporations view us as fodder we are energy for their mako reactors we are not they don't care how well we live they don't care the quality of our lives so I don't trust Joe Biden as a corporate shill to do a better job than Trump, who's just an empty husk. I'll, I, you know, I will leave that where it is. I'm not going to contribute to the switching of that. Now, if he manages to win, who gives a shit? Like, really, like, really, who gives a shit? Because if Biden wins... It's more of the same. We will get more of this corporate malfeasance and take over of our government. The only person who it mattered to win was Bernie Sanders because he was talking about fundamentally changing the way that government works through getting money out of politics, through um, working on gerrymandering laws, through all of these progressive things that would help delineate power back to the people. You're not getting that from Biden. So it doesn't fucking matter. They've taken the one person out of the race who was actually going to provide some systemic change. So at this point, it doesn't fucking matter. And next election, unless a genuinely, you know, I don't even want to say revolutionary, but uh, a reconciliatory person gets into office, someone who wants to reconcile a lot of the differences and disparities in this country, we're not going to. We're not going to fucking go anywhere. We're just going to be more of the same shit. And we'll probably still be under lockdown from this pandemic. So it's like, <laughs> you know, if you guys just want to keep on giving over authoritarian power to people who believe in corporations, have at it. But it's just going to make your fucking country trash. Corporations are trash. Like, haven't we seen enough dystopian fucking sci-fi movies to realize, like, oh, if you keep on giving the corporations the powers... They're just gonna turn you into robots and farm you. That's just that's gonna be the, that's gonna be the logical end to to what they're doing. You know, Don't they're worry, just gonna the try to make a good consumer out of you. But anyway, so moving past that, I really could care less about fucking, you know, who the establishment puts forward. Like they they've proven themselves to be bad actors in this situation. You got Nancy <laughs> Pelosi over there. Like, look at what I do during quarantine. I eat nothing but ice cream in her fucking million-dollar mansion. You know what I mean? Fucking, she had a real Maria Antoinette moment That's where she's like, really, let them eat ice cream. It's a really bad thing. People don't succumb to eating all kinds of ice cream if you're not going out and exercising during coronavirus. Please don't do Bro. that. This is the time to be focusing on your health. It is not the time. It is definitely a time to be focusing to just, on your health. Just eat ice cream all day. You're not exercising. If you're not exercising, you're going to fucking kill yourself. Which is what the corporations want. But whatever, you know, don't do it. Try to be healthy. <laughs> don't, don't, don't feed into their hands. Try to be healthy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I was looking at... um. The, bro, there's so much bad information coming out of New York. It's like the health system there is just like like what's coming out of the health system what's coming out of the patients the patients are like yo this shit is trash these niggas don't know what they're doing they're not even testing people of course not everyone who like wow it's getting bad and 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 the worst part is is like we'll never know the truth 
Mm-hmm. We'll probably never know the truth. Definitely. I don't know if this is a, a situation where where the public can handle the truth. Because the truth is is going to be ugly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The truth isn't more ugly than the rest of reality. It's it's very corporate. They're being like everybody's protecting their asses. If you've ever seen The Wire, you understand exactly what's happening. They're cooking the books and the people in charge mm-hmm. are protecting themselves so that they can at the end of this crisis, they're not trying to get blamed for it so that they can get reelected and so on and so forth. But I I I'm a conspiracy theorist. So I definitely think there's something more malicious going on because the disproportionate amount of indigent people and and minority people who are being affected by this is crazy. Like the amount of people, like a, a significant portion of that death toll is, is, is the New York homeless. And that's a travesty. That's just crazy. It is, but it also seems feasible. Feasible in what way? Or because understandable? Those are the understandable oh, okay. and feasible as well, because it's like, they're the least likely to have any kind of medical attention yeah yeah um well it's and and you know it's weird because homeless people actually know how to navigate the medical system relatively well um but it's because the medical system is one of the few systems that is relatively accepting of them like they realize like yo we gotta keep you know we gotta help these people because if they don't if they know that they it's worse if they they don't have a chance choice Mm -hmm. then they'll take advantage of that and so, yeah, I, I feel really bad. Like, they're the most vulnerable and the least likely to get care. And that really sucks. And, you know. Most likely to slip through the cracks. I, I feel like the, the insidious part of what, I, what, what, I'm, what I'm pointing at is that I feel like Cuomo is using it to cover up the gutting of the medical, medical system that was under his direct request. He he requested the decrease in Medicare funding. He lobbied to to get those funds moved to the private sector. So I feel like he he's using this and and these deaths as a way of creating tragedy to cover up the big the bigger issue. But anyway, yeah, hopefully hopefully that doesn't get any worse. Like Obviously, the cycle of the uh, of the pandemic is is going to take its course, but hopefully, it's yeah, not yeah. exacerbated anymore. We haven't peaked yet. Yeah, well, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? You're right. I guess we haven't. Um, but it, that's the thing is, is like, who's tracking? We should be getting so... there. We're so exactly like the tracking is so bad. We'll never know mm-hmm, how close mm-hmm. we are to it. But yeah, and and not for nothing, people need to stop thinking that like any testing that is based purely on your temperature and symptoms is bullshit. <laughs> Yo, this if you're not a, rich and you've been tested for coronavirus, the test is inaccurate. You feel me? Very likely. If you <laughs> didn't pay for a test that came from outside the U.S., the te- uh, the results are dubious. Yeah, like if it's not a swab culture test where they're actually looking for the virus. It ain't, they didn't do nothing. Mm-mm. And so, and, and that's the sad part is that these you. numbers, these really inflated numbers that they're, that they're reporting are based off of these, these, these trash, like tests that aren't, that aren't like particularly 
effective at identifying COVID-19 in particular. These tests are great at, at finding respiratory issues. But there's tons of people with respiratory issues, lethal respiratory issues, many of which will die from those respiratory issues that have nothing to do with COVID-19. <laughs> like, respiratory failure is a very large cause of death. You know, it's in the top 10. And so it's not like... We, sh you know, we're seeing all these respiratory failures and it's like should be like there is a significant portion of the respiratory failures that are from this pandemic. Yes, but we need to do a better job to give accurate numbers so that people can adequately understand what's going on around them. And that's that's what we're not getting. And that's why people can't behave properly. You can't get people to, to, to act right. Like you can't motivate them to stop you know, lining up to go fucking vote because they don't realize like, oh, okay, this is a practice that we probably should avoid for now. You know what I mean? The only way to force your state to, to, to change that is to have record low turnout. The only way to get the state to, to, to invalidate that vote is to just not show up. But they're not willing to do that. The state's got our best interests, so we're just going to follow what they say. <laughs> nah, man. See, to be, you're right. But to be fair, no matter how much of the correct information is out there, niggas, some people are still going to yeah. do the wrong thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that But you are correct, though. Yeah. They, we, we, we get a larger portion of... There's a lot of misinformation yeah. happening. Like, I think... And, and these are just anecdotal numbers, but in my mind, like, 40% of the people get it be responsible 60% of the people are not acting responsibly 30% of that is because they just don't have good information the other 30% are genuine assholes mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. like we can get like 70% to get on board and then we can you know just through the the multiplicative benefits of of, of coordinated action the Public other 30 shaming. yeah the other 30 will eventually you know what i mean either do something to, to remove themselves from the gene pool or they'll get on board eventually because they realize that it's just overwhelmingly not in their best interest to not conform. Yo, I saw this hilarious ass picture of these fucking two niggas on a motorcycle in some third world country and these two commando like dudes like chasing them down with sticks and they got masks on and they're beating them. That shit is hilarious. It's probably India. That sounds like some some shit that would happen in India. That's plausible. They looked a little bit brownish. Yeah, they look they look like a little. That's. I was just like, yo, that's it's good times. I was surprised that they caught up to that motorcycle. I mean, if you're on a motorcycle, you see some dudes in uniform. And I mean, you're in good not shape, social man. They're in that full getup. You're not social distancing. You're not wearing a mask. I wouldn't ride close enough to them so they could beat me with the baton, bro. <laughs> bro. But, you know, some people are adventurous. Uh, I, it, it would be purely transitory. There would be no way I'm stopping oh, it if I ask me. I'm going to a different street, bro. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. So, there's a little bit of L.A. news. Um... When Bay Mayor Garcetti was on Bill Maher the other day, he I don't know if he realized that he was like saying the quiet part out loud, <laughs> but he's like, well, based on our data, it looks like most Angelians are staying home or if they're not, at least they're leaving their cell phones at home. <laughs> and it's like, bro, did you just admit that the city is using cell phone data to track people's movements? Like, what are you doing? Like, are you crazy? 
Yo. Like we all know that our cell phone data Yo. is tracked by our carrier. Did my nigga really just say city, some creepy ass shit like that though? The casual. Fact that the city has access to that blows my fucking, fucking mind. Funny. And the fact that he's not smart enough to realize you don't say that out That's loud. That's funny. You fucking weirdo. The casual, just like Yo, oh yeah, this we watch study it, guy, man. He's an authoritarian man, and I don't know if I fuck with that. Like That's funny. I like I yeah, that shit right there, that scared that that turned me sideways on him. I was like, nah, bruh. What do you mean? <laughs> well, to be fair, he's probably just the only one that admitted it. Oh, for sure. But that, that as he's I said, def- that technology listen, I is definitely told, I, I not say, a, I've said it before and I said, I love new. my thin veil. You gotta keep the thin veil. Oh, that's fine. But if you're just gonna see, if you're just gonna hey, tell man, me you're tracking he's me, he's under a lot phone, of stress. That could have easily been a slip, you know. It was man? definitely a slip. I, yeah. oh, he definitely didn't mean to say that out loud. <laughs> That's hella creepy, but it's it's 2020. I already know that it's beyond. Technology's too good. Like the idea of digital privacy is any kind of privacy is, is that's that's why I is, like this podcast. I'm tired of like thinking that my my conversation is private anyway. Might as well put these shits on the <laughs> internet so that I get some credit for this shit. Yeah, like technology is it, it's been getting out of control anyway. So yeah, that's pretty funny though. That's hella creepy. Yeah. Um, in another uh, California news, it looks like Governor Newsom is under some fire because um, he direct he used the state apparatus to direct five hundred dollar payments that came in from a private donation from a citizen to distribute to a hundred and fifty thousand migrant workers who live here who don't have access to the stimulus. And while I'm not going to hate on that, like, I'm not mad that they're getting money. Like, they mm-hmm, need it. Mm-hmm. It's helpful to them. That's great. That is certainly is not Governor Newsom's job. And he absolutely should not have been involved in that. If there is a private citizen who is interested in doing that, he can go and do the work of Without finding those migrants and doling out that in donation form however he would like. It's not appropriate because the thing is, is that he's... He's everyone's governor in this state. So to just like they shouldn't be excluded from statewide ordinances, they shouldn't be isolated to gain statewide benefits. Otherwise, why don't African-Americans who are disproportionately um, underrepresented uh, in, in the medical or underserved in the medical field getting bonuses? Shouldn't we get bonuses when we go to the hospital, like reduced payments, since we're dis- since we're receiving worse service on average? That has been established through numerous studies from you know medical professionals around the country. Like, you know what I mean? It's not appropriate, and I'm not saying that we should get those kind of outcomes. What I'm saying is is that it's equally as inappropriate as directing funds from a private citizen. To now, if you want to work with them and provide them with these people's names after they have some, you know what I mean? I can understand that. Yeah. But they, Gavin, Gavin Newsom's name should be nowhere near this. Yeah, it seems kind of shady. It's extremely shady. Seems pretty shady. And it seems like a ploy to get migrant votes. Yeah, I can see that. Or not migrant votes, but the votes of people related to, to migrants who can vote. Yeah. It does seem like a It's a shitty, shady move. And while I'm very happy that those people receive some relief, $500 ain't shit. <laughs> it ain't doing shit. It ain't taking them nowhere. 
you know, it ain't, you know, it's only, it's only going to entertain them in whatever, you know, squalor that they live in at the moment. Not that they all live in squalor, but I'm saying the likelihood is that they're probably living where they're working and it's probably not the greatest conditions. And the better help would be to help sustain their jobs so that they don't end up losing out on their crops and all that stuff that they've been harvesting or that are going to need the harvest or need to maintain while they're social distancing. That would be better, but just giving $500 to, to migrants is a terrible, terrible idea. Um, just like giving $1,200 to, to people is a terrible, terrible idea, <laughs> mainly because $1,200 is not going to sustain them through this entire pandemic. B, it is a tax. It's going to be a, a, a tax rebate, which they're going, it's going to come out of their future taxes. You know what I mean? Any tax return you get in the future will have this deducted out of it. It's just, it's overall not beneficial. You know what I mean? And and not for nothing, nobody is really working on shit like that. And so I, I, I'm happy for those people, but I, it was a shitty move on Gavin Newsom's part. Um, he really should, it, it was definitely a move to try to gain votes. It was not a move to actually en enrich these people's lives. Because there's way better ways that this state does have mechanisms to work in on. And it shouldn't be working through the private sector to do that. But stay lobby. <laughs> um, let's move on to some world news. Um, Trump is defunding the, the World Health Organization. Um, which Yo, man, them niggas keep contradicting me and shit. Bro, bro. First of all, the World Health Organization has a lot of issues. That it does. Um, because... And and it really came to light the issues that they have when they I believe they were the ones who sponsored the Doctors Without Borders um, team that went into Pakistan that was used as a cover for when America went in and killed um, Bin Laden, and that is literally a, the 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 most fundamental like abdication of your responsibility as a neutral organization mm -hmm. to allow yourself to be used in that manner and then to not speak out against it, mm -hmm. it I, I don't know if i support the world health organization as a body if that's what it's doing now that's not to say that there isn't good that comes out of the world health organization but as it stands right now, as an arm of pretty much American imperialism, I don't know if that's really an organization that should be heavily funded by America. I think the best thing for the World Health Organization is for America to pull out of it so that countries who have the world's best interest can actually take controlling shares of it. Um. So once again, Trumpito stumbles on the onto the right answer somehow, <laughs> because he absolutely. He, I don't think he realizes that in his bullshit spiteful move of pulling out of the World Health Organization because they will not ratify his bullshit, he's actually helping them become a legitimate World Health Organization. Do you think they're actually gonna do good though? Absolutely, the World Health Organization is explicitly instructed by America to do most of the bad things that, it's, that it does. Including disavow Taiwan? 
that's China. There's other bad actors. That's why I don't trust it. Because oh, there are other bad actors that also have influence over it. But not China, just America. China as a bad actor, I find, is less um inclined to like the the wholesale delusional thinking of the average American. Like China will absolutely corrupt and and maim your system. But in doing so, they'll usually build roads and hospitals and airports and shit that, that that your people can can use. And so in the corrupt if China does corrupt the World Health Organization more so than it already has through the exiting of America, I think it would be more in the goal of selling their products like we do it in the goal of regime change and collapsing economies like, i think that everything china sells is in an attempt to gain world domination right on i would rather china be the superpower than america because america is i would way they because, kill people in the street no no no. but they wouldn't be able to do that here they can be a world power it's not going to change here as much they can do they can take over the whole rest of the world america is going to be the, the shitty racist country it's always going to be regardless of whether China runs the rest of the world or not. China just wants to be able to create a, a, a global market that it can sell all of its products to. That's a lot more benign than America's goal of destabilizing countries so that they can exploit their resources. That's all I'm saying. They're both going to fuck over the, the, the world, but one of them wants to fuck over the world in a way that leaves behind a structure that once we overthrow them somehow... We could utilize America is going to create a fucking nuclear wasteland in the rest of the world. And we're the only ones who have a livable life. And in the fucking borders of this country, we're going to live in a, you know, our own little authoritarian regime. But it, it, it's I'd much rather the way that China does it. China is a lot more willing to let you live as long as you don't you know, pollute their country with what you're doing. Just like, look at China and Africa. China is more than happy to build infrastructure in Africa and and build up and invest in schools and hospitals and all that stuff. They don't want Africans in China. They are more than happy to help Africans stay in Africa. I find that to be a better mindset as a global power than America's idea of, Let's just run roughshod over the world, take everything that we want, and leave the scraps for them to rebuild whatever society they want, like we did in Yemen, like we did in South America, all over in all those countries, like we did um, in all over the Middle East. You know what I mean? Like we, we've definitely not been a positive actor. And yeah, I feel I like not, we're doing that thing when we said um, not to compare st stacks of shit when we're doing the China and America thing. But yeah, yeah. you're right. But for that very reason is, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't trust the World Health Organization to think they got our best interest in mind. Just for that reason, though. Yeah, well, they definitely don't. We don't need to pay them to, to do that. <laughs> like, America doesn't also need to contribute a, to a be huge fair, amount of money. Trump don't believe in paying nobody. True. He does owe a lot of cities over millions of dollars for not paying them I for know, rallies. Yo, like, how so. does that ride? Like, how is he president is he, with that My many question is, how do you do that more than once? We have the oh, internet, people are stupid. We have that's videos, your bad. That's their bad. We have countries be like, we have the states being like, yo, don't come back unless you pay us. But still, motherfuckers be like, hey, come here. Why haven't he paid us for all that security detail and stuff that we've done? Who knows, man? 
when I was. You did it for the prestige of working with the president. You bro. feel me? Exactly. <laughs> that's trash. <laughs> People do that all the time. I don't get it. Uh, and then so he screws up. them over. They act like so confused. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Um, in Sweden, they're showing that their COVID nineteen cases are are have already peaked. And they didn't actually do any major lockdown or quarantine. I think they had light social distancing. And, uh, yeah, I think they had 1,500 deaths overall. See, these people are pretty sane, though. Hey, all I'm saying is, is that you can be responsible and you can flatten a curve. Yeah, you don't have sure. to fucking shut down your economy and ruin everyone's fucking life. I think it's very unfair to compare Swedish people to American people. I mean, look at their life expectancies. <laughs> Finland did great. Um, the Scandinavian countries did really well. Exactly. Oh, maybe it's the opposite of what Trump said. You got to go to the cold. Funny. The cold kills Corona. Maybe you got to go to a country that gives a shit about their citizens. Mmm think you might be hitting on something go to some place where the leaders actually feel me lead when being a shitbag leader is not allowed oh man yeah it, it, you know but hey, I, I, I was glad to see that some place in this world was willing to say hey you know what we could handle this without fucking uprooting you know 10 million people's lives because sweet is only 10 million people um <laughs> hey guys plus or minus, i think it might be 11 we can deal with a pandemic <laughs> yeah like we can deal with we can it's deal with virus, it guys. Like, it's, it's a virus people it's not magic it <laughs> spreads through fucking conventional means like it's not you know what i mean it's it's not people like it's so wild bro oh people god fucking but wild. you know what it is is that the vi- covid19 is a meme COVID nineteen is a, is a is a is a brain is a brain virus. It's a it's a thought that just keeps passing between people and people. And mm-hmm. I, I like do genuinely way. believe in the ability of the mind to make you sick. And I feel like like a, no small number of people are making themselves sick. There's definitely a virus out there, and there's definitely people who are so scared and so paranoid and so lacking in knowledge of how viruses work that. They think that they have it and they go, they get diagnosed and now they're now they're self-quarantining and in their self-quarantine and their depression, they start to feel bad. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, man? Guys, we can make it through this. We go make it. it, it we go make it. I just never we understood the, the gross like uh, hysteria that that came about and and not that i don't understand it i don't appreciate that the media did that because it was unnecessary and then the people were not intelligent enough to be inoculated against the hysteria you know i just i guess i'll wrap up with a little uh discussion on some american politics because with bernie sanders dropping out and the uh the election looking like it's going to be a biden trump uh contest we really got to start thinking like what are the difference between progressive economics and a progressive sociology because we can't get a uh, we we can't seem to get a president with progressive economics and a progressive sociology you had bernie sanders that had a very progressive economic idea but you he couldn't build the the groundswell of progressive sociological backing and as 
you know, moving forward past this, when we're looking for new candidates, we have to decide where on the spectrum we want to fall with this candidate between progressive economics and progressive sociology. Do we want to see a, 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 a president that is representing a lot of the ideologies that we want to see pushed forward? Or do we want to see one that fundamentally fixes the structure of our, of our economics? Because only in America are those two things so intertwined. Our sociology and our economics are inextricably intertwined. In other countries, you can get you get a lot more separation between the way people think about the world and the economics in which they 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 participate in to keep their country going. And in America, we've gotten to a place where both parties represent a singular economic and sociological ideology. And we need to, to decide on, on the progressive side, at least, wh what do we want from that? You know, are we willing to sacrifice some of our economic goals to get these sociological goals or are the sociological goals, the, the, the primary, um, uh, policies that we need to get, uh, pretty much accepted before we jump behind the candidate, because that's what we're moving forward. You know, if you were a Bernie supporter, you have to decide, well, I'm not going to get the sociological, I'm not going to get a sociological progressive. Is Biden economically progressive enough to, to, to win your vote? And or are you even willing to sacrifice that sociological ideal? A lot of people aren't. Like I'm, I'm. When it comes to sexual assault allegations, I kind of stand hard on those because it's a it's a fundamental show of a lack of respect for one's authority. When you when you sexually assault someone, you do not understand the proper authority dynamic that a leader needs to have. And so I hard stand on that one. He does not possess the understanding of authority to be a leader. So I will not vote for him. But to others, I would implore you, you have to make that decision. You know, you got to think very, very hard about that because moving forward, we have to start actually working towards the goals that that we're setting up. And the only way to work towards those goals is to think deeply about them. And so decide, you know, are you going to be a economic progressive or are you going to be a, 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 a sociological progressive? Because you're, it doesn't look like we're going to get a candidate that embodies both of them, not the way that Sanders did. And so, yeah, I'm going to leave you guys on that note, just a little food for thought. Um, uh, definitely check us out on the Twitters. I've been going in, you know, having a lot of fun on the social medias at Home Heron. You could uh, hit up the other socials. Yeah, yeah. You can catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. Feel me? Yeah. And thank you for joining us. I'm gonna leave with these words: Time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Have a great one, guys. Peace. Take it easy, everybody. Stay safe.